Yeah, yeah. And, and a half is two tens in a little bit. And that's what I thought on the first marathon. Well, it's just two halves. I've done, you know, six halves. How bad could it be? Diz Runs Radio, episode 922. Starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by the folks over at Features, the makers of uh, various styles and cuts of running specific socks. Or I don't know, maybe they're not running specific. Maybe they're athletic specific. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't remember exactly what the uh, the verbiage is. All I know is they're the only socks I wear these days um, because I like them. Because I like them. Because uh, even though I'm a I'm a tight wad, even though I struggle to uh, part with my cash uh, for for some extravagances on occasion. Uh, I've come around to the idea that uh, a good pair of socks for a runner is not an extravagance. Maybe it's not a necessary expense, but it's a it's a nice expense. And so, if you're looking to step up your sock game, as uh, hopefully 2021 continues to bring more and more races back onto the uh, onto the docket, which means that you're probably training more, getting getting ready, gearing up for some of those races. Um, there's there's a variety of good companies out there. Features is is one of my favorites, in part because I get paid to recommend them. Uh, I don't get paid to recommend them. I get paid when you use my link to buy some. That's what the affiliate agreement is all about. So if you go to the link, disruns.com slash features, that's F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S, disruns.com slash features. It redirects you right to the features homepage uh, with a little code on the back end of the link. And then anything that you buy, I don't even remember what I get, 12%, 8%, something like that. It's not a huge deal, but hey, it's better than a stick in the eye. And you get a good pair of socks at no additional cost. Um, I get you know, a few bucks to help keep things going, keep things growing. Uh, and you get from me, my eternal gratitude, although I don't even know who buys the stuff because I, I don't get, I'm not privy to that information. Of course, uh, it's all anonymous, but if you want to support the show and get yourself some good socks, some new socks as we, as we get into uh, spring, hopefully at least for some of us spring, some of us, sorry, summer for you, it might still be winter, but eventually it's going to be spring in 2021. And again, races, hopefully coming back, uh, get yourself some good socks at features, uh, all kinds of different cuts, lengths, thicknesses. I'm a I'm a fan of the maximal cushion socks. I talked about that in the in the review not too long ago. Uh, check it out if you're if you're so inclined. But uh, Dizruns.com/slash/features again. F E E T U R E S. Dizruns.com/slash/features. Get yourself a pair. Support the show. All appreciated. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is someone that uh, I had the pleasure of meeting at a race uh, a couple years ago. I believe it was the Prairie Fire Marathon in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, and, and of course, beyond just the race, I've also gotten to know him a bit over social media uh, in the last couple of years. He's in the Facebook group, active on Twitter, all the all, all of the things, uh, kind of my, my places to hang out on social media. He happens to be there. So we've gotten to, to chat a few times over the years. Uh, and he's certainly no stranger to running and specifically to running uh, half marathons, having already run somewhere over 100. I think once you get to that point, you kind of just lose track and you're just like, yeah, I've run, I've run 100 plus and, and who knows, the number keeps growing, uh, but you kind of stop keeping track as much. Uh, and at least a handful of those halves, probably more than that, uh, but at least a handful will run on consecutive days, often in different states, uh, because he's one of those crazy people 
people that likes to you know do that type of thing, which I guess I rank myself along the category as well, although I haven't done really a lot of consecutive day races yet. Uh, it's on the list at some point down the road, so I guess I'm at least ha- halfway as crazy as he is. Uh, but anyway, it's a pleasure today to be able to go a, a few miles and talk shop and catch up a little bit uh, with Mr. John Pitzel. So, John, thanks for joining us today, and, and officially, finally, well, long overdue, welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Pleasure to be here. Yeah, good. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I, I got a feeling it's gonna be a little uh a little little bit more loosey goosey than even the more loosey goosey episodes of the show today, <laughs> which is probably probably a good thing. But uh guys, like I said, John's on, on Facebook in the Insta uh, in the on Facebook in the in the in the Facebook group, so you can find him there and connect with him. Also on Twitter, probably his uh other most active place on social media, at John Pitzel. Real easy to remember because it's just his name, although you do need to be able to spell his name correctly. J O H N P I T Z-E-L, John Pitzel on Twitter. Uh, and of course, we'll have everything linked up in the show notes as we always do. Dizruns.com slash 922. Dizruns.com slash 922 is uh, the link for today's show notes, links, photos, all the things there as per usual. So, uh, John, you, you know how we start this thing off, but I'm, I'm still going to set you sure. up with the, with the question. Uh, same question everybody gets to, to start off the conversation. It's just a simple... And I think I might know. I might have an idea what your answer might be. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I've been surprised in the past, uh, but uh, you're going to have to ask it anyway. What is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, I can I can empirically state, having done experimentation with all of the traditional distances and some of the non-traditional distances, that my favorite distance is 13.1, the half marathon. Why? Because it's long enough to make the trip worthwhile, but it's short enough to allow you time and energy to explore the area you're at when you're done. So, and that's become part and parcel of what uh, I, has drawn me to running around the United States. Yeah, and and uh, pretty much what I, I certainly the, the the distance is what I figured. You know, no no surprise there. You run a hundred of them. You must you must like them at least a little bit. Um, and yeah. it's certainly something that a lot of people can relate to as far as doing it, making it, especially when you're traveling semi decent distances. It, it's it's long enough to to feel like it's a good trip, um, and certainly you know able to to still function and, and go about your business, which is is something that seems to be a common refrain when people get into the half marathon uh, distance as their as their favorite. Uh, di- you know, favorite, favorite distance to race. Um, lots of things to unpack there though, from just that, that little sure. quick sentence. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll get to a lot of it as we go. Um, but, uh, just first of all, you know, kind of backtracking a little bit, how'd you get started in running? Is it something that's, that's always been part of your life come, come upon it, you know, semi recently, or, or how'd you get started in the sport? Semi recently, uh, I did a couple of five K's when I was in high school and then took a hiatus from that. And my main sport is fencing. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately it takes a lot more people to put on a fencing tournament than a running event or even <laughs> practice. Right. So you're sort of at the mercy of, can I find a group? Does my equipment work? Uh, running has the benefit of just having shoes, although we can get into the, how much you're going to spend mm-hmm. on gear I'm falling down that rabbit hole. Um, and I got back into it a few years ago when I realized that I wasn't getting enough exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran a half marathon uh, well, let me back up a little bit further. Uh, there is a, a fitness group here in town and they were starting to go into race management and they were putting on five K's and 10 K's. I said, sure, I'll help you. I'll come out and run a couple of five K's. I mean, it's just three miles. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> Lots of things. Um, so I was doing five K's and then I went to pick up my registration for one of their, uh, holiday themed events. And the, uh, my coach slash owner slash, 
I'll call him unindicted co-conspirator, looked up, up at me and said, so, 10K, right? It's like, oh, you mean evil person. Sure, <laughs> I'll do the 10K. It's just two fives. And then it just sort of went from there. Um, started doing longer and longer distances, found a nice half marathon at the end of 2012, which would be my first one which was in a park, so I didn't have to worry about the roads, you know, taking up space on the roads because I'd be so slow. And then that was about the time I turned 50. And I said, I'm going to run 500 kilometers of races between my 50th and 51st birthday. Wow. Now, I will admit I am math challenged. <laughs> As I say, there's, there's not that many weekends in, in one year, John. Well, it quickly came out to you're going to have to run long distances, buddy. Mm -hmm. And you're, 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 that's 310 miles. That's a lot of, it's a lot of race. <laughs> right? It's like, you're going to have to throw a full in there. You're going to have to do some halves and mm -hmm. lots in five and tens. So I wound up with 508 and three quarters kilometers. Wow. I ran 48 races in 52 weeks. I did trail races. I did road races. I did five Ks. I did 10 Ks. I did eight Ks. I did halves. I did a trail full, not recommended as A, a trail race, and B, your first your full first, marathon. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it was like eight hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had emailed the organizer. He said, look, I'm out here 16 hours. It's the second shortest distance of the ones we're putting on. I don't have a problem with it if you don't. Mm. Well, I got out there. I was using my phone for you know tracking everything, having the playlist, my wife calls and she goes, so what are you doing? I said, well, I'm running. And she goes, I know that, but aren't you done by now? <laughs> I said, well, um, I didn't do a half. Uh, I'm doing a full. And she's like, oh, my God, are you, are you OK? <laughs> Sit down if you need to. I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. And meanwhile, you know, your single track trail in the hills in, in eastern Kansas. And I'm getting passed by people who are totally encouraging and I have hit the I am going to swear every five yards for the mm -hmm. rest of my life stage on this thing. And I finished and I went, OK, marathon's off the list. <laughs> and I said, the half is the half is where it is. I like it. Mm -hmm. it. Like I said, it's that sweet spot of time. And the thing I tell people is like you run half marathons and they go, oh, my God, how do you do that? I said, OK, let me let's do let's do a word game. <laughs> I like to play golf. I play 25 rounds of golf a year. Well, obviously, you're not that into golf. Right. All right. I like half marathons. I run 25 half marathons a year. Oh, my God, you're a crazy person. <laughs> what, what are you doing to yourself? I'm like, okay, it takes about the same amount of time for me. Mm -hmm. I'm cool with that. I, I, it's a relaxation thing. It's, uh, I know I'm not going to win because they've only got – you know, 12 or 15 or 18 medals. I'm not getting any of them. I'm, I'm going to be part of team mullet where it's business up front and I'm part of the party <laughs> in the back. Right. And you know, let's just see what happens. I'm here to meet people and enjoy seeing the countryside at about two miles an hour, three miles an hour, four miles an hour. If I'm lucky, <laughs> let's just, let's just go out there and have fun. Mm -hmm. So it's a nice stress reliever. Yeah, well, certainly. I, I think that uh, just about everybody can relate to that no matter what, what their goals, ambitions are, time crunches, pushing paces, whatever. It, it is, it, at least for hopefully for most of us, still ends up being a stress reliever when all is said and done. But um, 
that that first that first I don't know if it was the first year. I might, I might have missed a, a detail there, but that that year of of running all the races between fifty and fifty one, um, obviously pretty pretty incredible. Uh, lots of commitment in, in just about every weekend, probably doing some type of of race. Almost, you know. Again, if you throw a couple yep. of longer distance things in there, you get a few weekends off that way. Um, but by the end of it, by the time you turn, you know, by the time you're getting ready for that fifty first birthday, um, I mean. I don't know. I, I feel like I guess I kind of know the answer that you, you either had to be completely over it and done, and I'm never going to run again, or I love it and maybe I'm not going to do marathons very often, but I like I like races, and, and it kind of seems like you probably went that way. But but was there was there any debate like towards the end of the year where you like like I mean, does it was it that cut and dry, or, or kind of what were you getting to towards <laughs> the end of that that year of like all of these races all the time? Well, there was like a lot of attention paid to weather reports. Mm. Cause it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't have backups. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, you know, I mean, I've had a couple of, of time critical events and we can discuss one of those later, but most of the time it's, Hey, I'll do this. You know, if it rains, you know, that's what you get for playing outdoors. Right. Cool. Um, but no, it's like, I need 500. I'm doing, you know, there was a Friday night, 5k, a Saturday morning, 5k, a Saturday afternoon, 5k, you know, three and 24 mm-hmm. hours. I was like, Cause I'm just like, I got to front load this cause I don't know what's going to happen later on. Right. And yeah. Um, I don't mind it as long as it's, as it's all manageable and planned out, mm-hmm. you know, it's like not planned down to, okay, we're, we're, we're landing perseverance on Mars level of planning, <laughs> but it's like, I am going here and I am going to start a race when I finish and how I do are things I cannot totally control, mm-hmm. but I need to get to the start line with, you know, proper shoes and go from there. Um, that took about four months to get to that <laughs> point because before then it's like, I got to control everything. Mm-hmm. I have to manage all of this. I have to make sure. And it's like, dude, you're running every weekend. Just get to the start line. Right. That's the only thing you need to do. And you get to the point where you're, you're, you're racing all the time. So you sort of fall into the routine and, um, with the background in competitive fencing, you're, I'm kind of used to that aspect of it, but it's, it's a different kind of pressure and just getting, getting comfortable with the routine. This is what we do, being able to handle things going wrong and recovering from them. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, And that is one of the, the, the perks of racing frequently, whether it's every weekend, every couple weekends, whatever, you know, however it works out for every, every individual person. But, but yeah, there's a little bit less, you know, I don't want to say pressure, but there's less riding on each race when you know that there's another opportunity coming up, uh, not, not too far away versus if you're racing once every year or two, like, like that, that really sucks when you, when you show up for the race and the weather is, is terrible or there's some issue with, you know, I, we've all heard stories, or at least I think most of us heard heard stories of courses mismeasured. So you think you ran a PR, but it turns out you ran a half mile short, um, or you're doing everything right, but the course is a, is a mile long, and you're like, "What the hell?" Like I thought I, we should be at the finish line now. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. but when, when there's a race, you know, later that afternoon or another race next weekend, like, ah, well, you know, whatever. It is. It is what it is, um, and kind of kind of keep it rolling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great leveling because it's like, well, there's going to be another race. Mm-hmm. Um, the group I hang out with, I see them off in the distance as I, you know, as I trudge on my way. There's a number of BQs in that group. And they're they're nice. They're wonderful people. 
but sometimes the pressure they put themselves under to get a low enough time, it's like, not not my jam. This is the part of my life where I don't want to have to think about these sort of things and put myself in that that position. Um, that's what I did with my second marathon. So, it, like I said, it's like I'm trying to relieve myself from all the pressures of the rest of life. I, I don't need to overmanage this part of it. Well, let's let you teed it up. So, you know, let's let's not let a, let a good a good segue go to waste here. Um, so you're, yeah. you're getting into running, you're, you're running all these races, you enjoy kind of the laid backness of it and, and the lack of serious time pressure on it. Uh, sounds like it wasn't the case for the second marathon. So tell us about that one. Well, the marathon is sort of the whale. I mean, everybody's got a race <laughs> that they go, oh, my God, I'll never do that. And you sort of talk yourself into the longer distances, like I said earlier. Well, a 10 is just two fives. Right. Well, the marathon is just and two halves, half, and you like halves, so, you know, whatever. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and, and a half is two tens and a little bit. And that's what I thought on the first marathon. Well, it's just two halves. I've done, you know, six halves. How bad could it be? I got that question answered. I was not appreciative. <laughs> I, now it was a trail marathon and my rule on trail, mar uh, trail events is assume the effort is twice the distance. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if you do a trail half, it's probably going to leave you feeling like you've run a marathon. Nice use of that trite phrase there. Right. But doing the full as my first full on a trail underprepared, over-raced, mm -hmm. not understanding nutrition, hydration, um, tri tripping over tree roots, just, it was... So many, so many, everything so many of the wrong. don't do anything new on race day all rolled into one right there. <laughs> well, it's a new race. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, this was, I was totally unprepared for this. Mm -hmm. the, this, this. The cushion I gave myself, it was in a safe environment. It was in a park. Uh, I had run a number of trail races with this company before. I knew the RD. Um, he was the kind of guy who would head out with a first aid pack and a, and a light to handle things because he was very involved, still is. So I knew I was in good shape. I just had to finish, and that's what I did. So that was in 2013. So here we are in 2020. Races are getting canceled left and right. I've got stuff that I've deferred till 2022 just because of the, the schedules so far this year. Um, and 2020 comes along. I'm furloughed. I have nothing to do. I just start trotting around the neighborhood. And there's a couple of races that start up in the fall. And one of them has it's, – it's one of these half-full ultra 50K, 100K, 50-miler things. It's like, all right. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm signing up for the full. So I stealthed my way into it. And by this time, I'd done 117 half marathons. So it's like I am good for the first 14 miles. I know this. Right. This is well-trodden ground, if you'll pardon the dad joke. <laughs> um, I know what to expect for the first half. The second half is something new, but I've got enough going on. I shouldn't be surprised by a whole lot. It was on an old railway line. Mm -hmm. So you know those things. There's no incline. Right. It's well-drained. It's gravel. Again, it's a safe, controlled environment to do something different. So I, I went out there, and I, I ran it. And I think the most fun I had was texting P. 
pictures of my swag and my finish time to my running buddy. And I get the text back. What the hell's this? I said, <laughs> I ran a marathon. You didn't tell me. I said, that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to put myself under that kind of pressure to satisfy other people to, I have to get this done. Cause I told people I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And you can really mess yourself up if you, if you let that sort of thing, you drive you. And this was the, I've done enough halves. I'm very comfortable going to the full. I need to quit being afraid of it. This is probably the safest way to do it. Let's just go out and get it done. And then I ran my, my third full eight days later. So I'm still crazy. <laughs> well, but, but obviously the second one worked out well enough that you were, were down for running the third. Was the, was the third one planned out before the second one? Or was that kind of a spur of the moment, last minute thing as well? It was okay. I can qualify for for the the marathon maniacs if I do mm. one more, and there's a deal, and it's eight days later, and don't give myself time to think about it. Just go ahead right. and sign up for it. Right. <laughs> and I was doing really well, and then I found out that if you haven't trained consistently for over twenty miles, your legs will send a memo and says, <laughs> "Dude, we're finished here. Um, we're sorry." We know you were cruising for a 30-minute PR, but we've we've just decided to end it. We're going on strike. We're going on strike, yeah. Well, we, we may be at the aid station, but don't count on seeing us for a while. Just <laughs> just walk it in. Enjoy yourself. It's like, uh, oh, you can't do this to me. Oh, yes, we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, so three marathons in, two in, two in eight days, you know, a, whatever, six year, eight years, seven years after the first <laughs> one. Um, yep. But hey, you know, like you said, it's something that that if you take the pressure off and you do it because you want to, um, you know, maybe maybe you still regret it a little bit afterwards. But it, but at least it's something that that was hopefully fun, enjoyable, um, and 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 I guess maybe begs the question. Although I think I might have an idea on the answer. Any uh, any more marathons planned anytime soon? Um, well, there may or may not be a pad on my desk where I'm looking at. The Missoula Marathon okay. this summer, because mm-hmm. why not? Right, right. Fair um, but, I mean, the biggest thing was the sense of relief. And now you have, okay, I know I can do this. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is what a lot of people take away from finishing a race like this is, I now know I can do this. So the next one is going to be better. Right. I, it's not the unknown. And that was the thing that held me back on that that longer distance. It's like... I'm just, my legs are just going to explode. And it's like, well, they kind of did, but then again, they didn't. And you know how to do this if you want to approach it again. Um, you know, cause I had, tr- I had tried, um, and talked with you about going and, and doing big Sur mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, cause I'd made the drawing. I had to drop out, um, due to a family event and I was just putting myself under all sorts of pressure. I've right. got to do miles. I've got to hit the time. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And we had a really good talk. And you, you made the point. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, because and and yeah, that that brought it home. I'm doing this for me. Right. I'm not I'm not the kind of person right now who can go, OK, I need to hit this mark. This is my relaxing thing. Is this mm-hmm. a relaxing thing? No. Then why am I doing this? got to answer that question before you move on. Right. And, and I think that there's, there's another point in there too. I, and I think that was a great point. Like, like it's gotta be for you that the, the, I think the, you know, 
for any of us that aren't putting literally putting food on the table because of our race performances, like, like, you know, you, you got to enjoy it, right. It's, it's gotta be fun. You can define fun however you want. It could be competitive. It could be not, it could be however you want to define it. Um, but, but the other thing that, that I think is, is at least in my mind, based on, on kind of how this is, is shaken out with, with your trajectory into the marathon distances is that if you want to do it, but you're worried about being slower, being at the back of the pack and potentially running into cutoffs, um, maybe a race, a, a, a quote unquote road, proper road race, like a big sur or any race where they're closing down roads and there, there, there's, there is that time pressure. Maybe that's not the ideal first marathon to run. Even if it's, well, even if there's, you know, a motivation to run a certain race for a certain reason, but getting out on a rails to trails as part of an ultra distance event that's going on totally takes the time pressure off. Sorry, I cut you off there. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, that's exactly right. I mean, you look at it, the marathon one and two, the, mar- the, the race I ran was the second shortest distance for each mm-hmm. of those events, you know, and when you read in the, the, the guidelines, you have a 28 hour limit to do your, you know, to finish. I'm like, I can do that. Right. It's when you get down to, you've got six hours. It's like, well, I don't have enough miles under my belt, either in practice or running this race to know if I can do that. And, and I called the third, the third marathon people. I said, look, I'm looking at this. They go, here's the deal. We're rolling. You know, we have the rolling closure. Mm -hmm. So as long as you keep to this pace, you're going to be fine. And we are not leaving until everybody crosses the line. And I went, okay, I'm in. Right. Because again, it, you know, I'm still new enough and I know myself and, and having that safety net makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. Now, eventually I'll get to the spot where I don't need it, Mm -hmm. but it'll be nice to know that it's out there. But when you're starting, those are the kind of things I think you need to look for. You know, you're not, it's not the, the, the headline distance, you know, a half marathon as part of a full is great to Mm -hmm. run. And I look for those too, because yeah, I'm not going to, I mean, my PR for the, for the half is 240. I'm, I'm not going to get a medal. I'm just going to enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, the, the acts of kindness by people who finish ahead, who run back out to clap people in. Right. I do that myself because people who finish after me, you know, you need the encouragement. It's, it's, it's a mental game for part of that as well. And you're going to remember the people who, who took some time after they finished, they got their banana, they got their chocolate milk and they came back out and they made sure you finished so you could get your banana and your chocolate Mm -hmm. milk. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the community that's that, you know, um, every time I stop and think about it, I'm just floored at how nice people are out on the road like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's the running community. It's something that, that I think that all of us that have been in the sport for very long, um, have, have been touched by at various points, probably when we needed it the most at certain, at certain times, certain races, things like that. Um, and being able to, to pay that back to go spectate or, or like you said, to finish and then come back out and cheer in the folks that are, that are still coming behind. Um, is something that that is is always appreciated. Um, shifting gears slightly, John, not sure. not, not, a, not a dramatic tra- uh, <laughs> turn here, uh, but uh, again, maybe this goes back to that first year of running, or not again, not the first year. I keep saying that wrong, but the year of running 500 kilometers worth of of races. Um, but but where did you kind of get into this um, multi-state 
or maybe not necessarily multi-state, but multi-races in, in the same weekend type of situation. Did it start there or did it kind of grow from there or, or kind of how did you get into the, some of these challenges that you've done over the years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was part of it. It's like, you know, I got to hit this goal. I got to do that. Um, and then it just became, well, Kansas City and Des Moines partner up and they've got something called the I-35 challenge where you do the half or the full in Kansas City and then you go up to Des Moines the next day and you run the half or the full there. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, sure. You know, again, it, it meets my criteria. It's not the longest distance on either. I'll do half and half. Why not? Um, and once you've got a certain number of miles, I think you're at a certain level of conditioning. And as long as you don't try and PR in the first race, you right. can manage to. I mean, you treat it as one is a long run, the other is a race. And you just go out there and and for me, it's it's a chance, again, to, to just see and do and, and experience the country. You know, finding a locally put on half marathon. And if you're on a, on a racecation, you definitely want to make the most of it. So it's like, hey, two states, one weekend, one trip, I'm there. Right. Let's go. How many of those have you done? Uh, oh, ten. Ballpark. Okay, ten. Okay. Yeah. Um, have they all been fairly local to to – where you live or have you like really made some big trips out of it? Um, I was blessed enough that I did manage to stay over a couple of weekends and knock out a half mm-hmm. on a work trip. Okay. Uh, that picked up Oregon for me. Um, it, the logistics of the longer trips are a little tougher. I did Tennessee and Ohio as the sandwiching a fencing tournament. Mm-hmm. So I ran a half, fenced at the Nationals, then ran another half the next weekend. So that worked out pretty well. Gotcha. But most of them, yeah, it's if you're going, it's like, what else can I do while I'm out here? But mm-hmm. most of them have been the, okay, let's go up and do uh, Kansas City and Des Moines. I think I've done that five times. Right. Um, a couple of them, you get in the car and then you drive somewhere else. But I have to go back and look. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, you mentioned – that uh, and obviously something you know, kind of current event stuff. You know, with with races, most of most of the races getting canceled in 2020. Still, some question marks on when race schedules will get kind of back to quote unquote normal this year in 2021, um, and and how that has maybe you know kind of accordion some of the the race plans as far as like well, I've got to spread some stuff out. And already have plans for next year, yada yada yada. Um, for a guy like yourself who clearly enjoys racing, um, how 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 was the, the pandemic and the canceling of races, like, was that, was it a challenge for you to, to stay motivated and run? Like, how did, how did you handle, um, you know, kind of the, the, the you know, the, the, for lack of a better way to say it, the first world problems of races being canceled, <laughs> um, in 2020, like how, how was that for you? Well, let's see. I think the great, the great phrase to start this would be, and then the wheels came off, <laughs> um, because I was put on furlough at the beginning of mm-hmm. May. So, no races, no work, nothing to do. Wow, yeah. So I joined a couple of the virtual events mm-hmm. because it was motivation. You know, I've, I want to finish this. I want to get mm-hmm. this done. I need to get out of the house. I'm not going to sit around and, and wallow in what's going on. I'm going to be proactive. So my current run streak started May 1st, 2020. I have not missed a day since mm-hmm. knock on wood. Um, I joined a couple of the virtual races. I finished 2020 now through 
April, I think I'd done 200 miles total. I mean, I was in a, let me just sort of come out of the brutal Missouri winter mm-hmm. and start hitting some of the local events and I'll start picking it up because it's like, I can bounce back. I've run, you know, halves every right. month or so. I'm, I'm a decent. Um, and then it was just, all right, let's go. Uh, I wound up with 2,375 miles last year. But it, because it was get up, do five miles before the heat starts, mm-hmm. do two miles at lunch, do another five to seven at night, because it was literally the only thing keeping me together. Right. Because it was the only thing I had to do. Now, we've talked and there's, you know, there's the danger of overtraining. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd look down and I'd be at 40 or 50,000 steps, but I was breaking it up into one run, a right. walk at lunch something in the evening, you know, something to keep going with it. Um, and it, it was, that, that became the focus. I, I I knew I wasn't going to win any of the, the virtual events because some of the miles those people were putting down (laughs) was like, it's like, okay, this is not a bicycling event. I don't (laughs) think you're doing 60 miles a day every day. That's ridiculous. But it was something to focus on. It was, it was a shift. It was, let me get in better shape, mm-hmm. which is always something to do. And it, it just became a focus and a thing to do, sort of my summer job, if you will. Right. How much are you chomping at the bit to get back to being able to to race on a on a regular basis again? Oh, Diz, man, 2021. So I had signed up to do Louisiana, which if you have not done the Louisiana Marathon in Baton Rouge, you need to do. It, this, was, this is their 10th year. Mm. I have done three of them. This would have been the fourth. Uh, it's in January in Louisiana, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's not Florida nice. I'll give you points. Um, but it's great. Every year it's gotten better and better. Well, they had to delay January, so they bumped it to March, which coincided with Little Rock, which mm-hmm. I had signed up for. Little Rock bumped to November, which conflicted with Route 66. Mm-hmm. So I had to kick Little Rock to 2022. Um, so it's just been a cascade. I mean, the next one I'm doing, I'm sure you're not going to be shocked by this is I'm going to go out and do Blue Ridge. Ah, there you go. Nice, a nice flat, easy peasy race to to run. (laughs) For the second time, I joke, it's like a kid. It's been long enough. I've forgotten forgotten, all the bad stuff. I just remember the fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my first one for this year. Um, they say they're going, so and I was trying to pair that with uh, a race in North Carolina, but they can't. They deferred. So mm. my 2020 entry to that race is now a 2022 entry. Right. Yeah. So, it's 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 going to be a, a crazy. I, I think this is safe to say. Whenever things really start going again, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. But it's going to be a crazy like 18 to 24 months of all of these races kind of shuffling the deck as far as when they're happening, deferred entries, like all of the stuff that like that, that I don't think we necessarily think about at least on a surface level and, until you start talking to folks like yourself and those that, that have, you know, their, their race plans were already planned out for two years in advance. And then 2020 happened and boy, that, that throws, right. that throws a wrench into to everybody's plans on, on all fronts. Yeah. And I'm, I'm the kind of guy, I don't like the big rock and roll mm-hmm. type or, or large number of people type to begin with. I want to find a hometown race put on by a local company where I get to, you know, be part of the character of, the community I'm running in. So I tend to go off the, off the beaten track for a lot of things. Although 
you know, some of the other ones, people say, you got to do this, you got to do that. It's like, okay. But those are the folks that I worry about coming back because I've had some of the best times at those, those smaller races that have the, the, the local touch and they are more involved with the community and you get more out of it and your investment of time, effort and your money goes much further. So I'm really hoping they come back. Yeah, that's, that's, that is certainly the hope because, uh, man, like again, things we don't think about, but like they spend all this money on the races before the race comes and then they get canceled. And, and then there's that whole game of, you know, do you refund? Do you defer? Like, how, like, uh, and there's no right answer, but yeah, hopefully right. these companies are all able to, most of them, at least ho- hopefully most, hopefully all come back strong. And we have, we have some good races to, to choose from again, uh, in the, in you know, the next year, year and a half, something like that, kind of everything can settle back in and we can get back to, to really racking up some races, which leads to the, to the next question, potentially the most impossible question I'm going to ask you today. So, you know, just, I'll just, I'll lead with that, uh, for, for folks that are, that are, um, you know, excited about getting back into racing again, or, or, you know, looking, looking for races to add to the calendar in the next year, year and a half, or at least put them on their radar. Um, you know, you've run a bunch of, a bunch of half marathons. Uh, I'm sure that there's at least a few that stand out. I'm sure they are all good in their own, in their own way, or maybe there's one or two that were duds. I don't know that, that happens once in a while, yeah. but, um, let's, let's look at the positive, uh, any, any races that stand out in your mind as far as ones that like, Hey, you know, you just mentioned Louisiana is one to, to get that, get down and try to run or for me, get up and try to run. Um, but, but what are sure. some other races that might, uh, you know, like you said, kind of smaller races or at least the ones that might fly under the radar sometimes, uh, that people would be, uh, encouraged to check out if it fits their, their plans at some point in the future. Um, the Kansas City Des Moines weekend is nice. Uh, it's a three-hour drive between the two cities. Mm-hmm. That's not that bad, especially right. on Sunday if you're if you're driving back to Kansas City to catch a flight. Um, the Kansas City course is hillier than the Des Moines course. Sorry, hate to <laughs> hate to break a stereotype, but yeah. there's a there's, lot there's of hills, hills in Kansas for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a good weekend combination. Uh, I enjoyed, there's a little race called the Slacker Half Marathon, which is west of Denver. It goes through the Continental Divide along mm. I-70. Wow. When I ran it, it was from the Loveland Ski Resort, net downhill to a little town called Georgetown, Colorado. Um, it was wonderful. The town put on a spaghetti dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day before, they bus you out to the uh, start point. You run back down. It's gorgeous. There's snow-capped mountains. It's run for. It's run in July. There's snow-capped mm. mountains all around. So you've got the 14s of Colorado, sort of bracketing your course, mostly paved uh, asphalt, mm-hmm. uh, and it's net downhill. But don't let it fool you. The net part you need to <laughs> remember. <laughs> right. They're going to throw in some uphills there. Right. Um, that's that's worth a trip. If I could fit it in, I'd do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fargo in North Dakota is a good race. You start in the Fargo Dome, so you have a climate-controlled start mm-hmm. and finish, and it's just a nice windy race through Fargo and Moorhead, Minnesota. Um, well done, competent, just, just a delight every time I've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm looking forward to doing Little Rock. That's that's on the list of things, the ones I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, Route 66 in Tulsa is a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had my youngest brother meet me there, and it was like 
he may have been trained for the running part, but he was not trained for the drinking part. <laughs> <laughs> because if the weather's nice, there's a lot of neighborhoods that get out and have aid stations. Mm-hmm. A- and a- a- aid station defined loosely defined. I, I get the well. There, there's a there's there's air quotes around aid right. station. It's like. Oh look, Jello shots. Sure, why yeah. not? <laughs> Peppermint schnapps. Yes, please. Sounds like a good idea at, at mile. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking marathon at, at mile at mile 18. That, yes, that sounds good. Even even at, at mile 10 of the of the half marathon. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Right, because it's like you're burning it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to go a little faster, and that little lubricant of the alcohol definitely helps. And if <laughs> if it doesn't, you don't care. Right. So right, yeah. That's that's a good party. That's that's one that's just a good time, and they take care of their people too. Mm-hmm. So, um, those are some of the ones that I'd recommend. And I'm sure I'm missing some more, but those are those are the top of mind right now. Gotcha. Well, and like I said, I mean, I know it's a it's a that's a difficult question because most races, at least that I've run, you know, there's there's something unique about just about all of them, and and you know, right. you, you can point out you know, some, some, some good reasons and, and good, you know, like you, I like the smaller races. Uh, I like the, those, those races that, that don't feel like they're a big corporate thing. Although I, I run Disney races, so I guess I can't sure. talk too bad about that, but that's, that's convenience more than anything else. But anyway, lots of good choices out there and hopefully, um, that they'll all be back and, and yeah. better than ever, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, now, now shifting gears a little bit, a, a little bit uh, off of the running path to something that you've talked about once or twice, and something that um, I, I, I think I know we've talked about before, but I'm still curious about getting into um, fencing. Like fencing is one of those things, and, and I'll just I'll just say it because I'm th- I'm sure I'm not the only one thinking it. Um, it's cool every four years to like. Not that it's cool every four years, but it's cool when the Olympics <laughs> roll around and you're like, wow, this is really cool. Like, it looks like it would be a lot of fun, a lot of so, something neat to try. Like, like, and then you don't think about it again for four years because at least I've never lived anywhere where at least I've been aware of local fencing gyms or clubs or anything like that. Um, how, how did you get into the fencing world to where, you know, you're competing? It's, it's a regular thing. Um, wh- where did, where did you get exposed to fencing for the first time? My high school offered it as a physical education elective. Wow. The high school I went to was a magnet high school. They drew from all over the county, uh, although in Louisiana we call them parishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they decided not to offer te- the traditional team sports, uh, football, basketball, that right. sort of thing, which is a shame because the school I went to produced Bob Pettit and Jim Taylor. Mm-hmm. For those people who can reach back into the – kids, ask your parents about Jim <laughs> about those guys. Um, and they offered what they called life and team sports. The idea being that we'll give you things you can pursue for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So they had things like golf and tennis cross country was in there. Soccer started up as I was leaving and they had a local fencing coach who had moved to the area who called a call-in show and said, are you guys going to offer fencing? And the principal at the time said, sure, why not? And, you know, when I got there, it's like, well, this looks kind of cool. So I got into it and it appealed to me because you can see the results of your work. Um, we did go to a few tournaments around the area and I was just remarking on this with some club people the other day. The fact that you're a high school sophomore and you're fencing members of the U S modern pentathlon team Mm -hmm. and folks who've represented the, the U S at the Pan American games, 
it exposes you to competitive sports at a different level and the the rules and the politeness you, you're not going to really find a lot of mean people in fencing right. it's like running so that's how i got started with that and just kept it going off and on ever since uh, well and that was going to be the next the next question keeping it keeping it going like you, you mentioned earlier that you know it's a lot easier to go out and run and even to just go out and find a race to run than it is to find people to fence with and the equipment and all that type of thing um is you know like is it something that that is maybe more um, widespread than than I know because I don't look into it, or or is it is it something that there's different areas around the country where it's kind of popular and, and a lot of you know like fencing deserts for lack of a better way of saying it, um, or like like how do you how often are you able to continue to participate at this point in your life? Well, um, I fence three days a week, about two hours a okay. day each time there's a local club there's four clubs in the kansas city area um they're usually associated with colleges or universities as a club mm. uh you might want to check with the ymca you can actually go online and look for a fencing club in your area good chance if you're on the coast you're going to find them middle of the country is going to be a little bit more difficult but usually if you look hard enough you can find something mm-hmm. um it's a great way to use different muscles because it's a really the the two complement each other because you're you're cross training different muscle groups when you fence and run as a combination because if you run too much obviously we know the the risk of that so using different right. muscles in different ways really helps. Well, that yeah. that was going to be the question. I guess you kind of answered it, but um, you know, as as a form of cross training, like you know, again, I know just enough about fencing to sound like a little bit of an idiot instead of a complete and utter, utter idiot. But like, like from what I know, you're down in that kind of squatted position, which I'm sure it has a more technical name than that, but that's what I'm going to call it. The kind of the squatted position moving forward, backward. Is there a lot of, I don't think there's much lateral movement, right? Cause you kind of have a runway. You kind of have to you know go forward back, but like, like I would imagine it's a pretty good cross chain. Like, do you, do you notice when you're fencing more that it helps you with, with running more? Do you notice that your running helps with your fencing more or kind of how do, how do they, they interplay other than the fact that they make sense that they work together, but how have you right. really experienced the, the, the meshing of those two activities? Cardio. Cardio. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of nice to go, okay, we've been doing this for an hour and a half and my opponent's looking a little tired and, <laughs> you know, I'm out there racing, running, excuse me, for, mm-hmm. you know, three, four hours at a time. So I've, I've got the, the endurance part. And when you train to run, you build up your cardio, you build up your endurance. I've got the muscle memory to, to fence. So it helps me stay at a, a, a more consistent level longer. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will tell you that I ran a 10 K and then went to a fencing tournament right after and completely ran out of gas in the semifinals. But the look on my opponent's face when I said, I'm sorry, I, I ran a 10 K this morning. I don't have enough in it in me to finish. <laughs> it's like, what? So, um, they're very complimentary. Uh, I have yet to have a really serious running injury. And I attribute that to the fact that I'm using different muscle groups, mm-hmm. um, on a re- on a regular basis like right. monday wednesday friday i fence tuesday thursday saturday sunday i run mm-hmm. you know although now i have to fence on wednesdays because well you know covid in everybody's schedule right. so you know but it's important to get a couple of days at each end just to mix it up yeah i i, I totally agree and, and obviously it's something that i've i've talked about 
dozens of times about the value of doing some different things, cross training, strength training, different activities, like all those types of things. Um, and again, I mean, fencing isn't one that comes to my mind very quickly as far as options, but, but boy, I can, I could, for, again, from the little I know, I could see it being a very, um, complimentary type of activity. Um, and, and if you enjoy it, and, and I mean, that's, that's ultimately the name of the game. It's the name of the game with running. It's the name of the game with other activities and cross training and things like that. Like find something that you like and then, you know, lean into it. And so, you know, it's been a lifelong thing. It sounds like, or at least, you know, since high school for you and, and something that probably just like running, you can continue to do, um, about as long as you're, you're still upright, I would imagine. Well, my plan is to make the U S team for the vet 70 world championships. So I'm, I'm on that path. There you go. There you go. That's, you know, keep, keep moving when you're older and <laughs> yeah, you know, insert, insert joke about, you know, well, yeah, there's, there's fewer people to compete, but like, so what you're still up and you're still going and you're still doing it. And, and there's, there's a team of involved, like that's, that's awesome. And, and what a goal to work towards it. And like, again, it keeps you running. It keeps you fencing. Like, I mean, I love it. I think that's fantastic. There's a guy in our club who just turned 80. He's still fencing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so you know, he, talk about going back to the mission of your school, something that we can expose you to in high school that you can keep doing for the rest of your life. Like, I mean, you know, doesn't get better than that. Well, and I was at, uh, Ohio. I was fencing in the national championships. Uh, God, what is it? A lifetime ago. So it's pre COVID <laughs> back in those things. Right. And I wound up with, I saw and met another one of my coaches, students, mm my high school coaches, students, guess who fenced each other to, in the knockout round? Wow. The very first one. It's like, so I said, we have to take a picture and send it to him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, awesome. you're, you're two students still fencing. One of them knocked the other out. Right. Right. You know, imagine that. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like running it's, but it's very complimentary with that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, good stuff. And, and certainly, uh, I mean, Again, not not something that I think about other than during the Olympics. But I, I will tell you this, and this is this is honest. Like the, one of the things I like most about the Olympics is the exposure to sports that you don't get to see or hear very much about, except for during the Olympics. And fencing is definitely one of those for me for, for the summer games. Like it's just like oh, like yes, I can't wait. Like just like I can't wait to watch the curling in the Olympic in the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Like like the fencing, uh, the 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 some some of the, like like I like the track of course and and the running events and things like that. But like yeah. you can see like I participate in running events all the time. You can see you know the the track championships on TV every year. Like like you know it's it's right. it's cool, but it's not as special. But like man, some of the some of the some of the different things, especially like I said, the 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 fencing comes to mind is just like wow, like this is so interesting and i don't know how to score i mean i know how to score but like i don't know i don't know anything about it but just to watch it for you know a few days on on the olympics like that's good stuff and and glad you're doing oh, it it's so fast oh another thing to watch i like in the olympics is team handball yeah there's another one definitely man i'm it, like this is like basketball without the goals uh-huh uh-huh and d and defense so it's like this is i'm, I'm interested in that yep and that's, and that's, like I said, that's what I love about the Olympics is like, like just turn it on and like pick something that even if the U S isn't any good or they're not really even competing in it, but like, Hey, you know, watch these two Eastern European teams just go at it. And you're just like, wow, like, wow, good stuff. Oh boy. We could, we could go off on that tangent for, for, for a while. We'll, we'll reel that one in before we get too far uh, off yeah. course. So getting to that point of, of wrapping it up, John, gotta, gotta get you out of here with a philosophical question though. Of course, can't, uh, can't let you go sure. on that. 
Um, at this point in in your life, I, mean, I guess maybe this is probably my most common philosophical question, but you know, what, why? I think we've kind of touched on it a little bit from a few different angles, but uh, to to just put a bow on it, why why is running still an important part of your life at, at this point? Why is it something that you make a point to do multiple times a week? Still have goals, ambitions? Like like why is running so important to you still? Because I found it to be a a, a nice little backwater to life mm. when you're you're out there on the road or the trail with your music without. Um, you're getting in touch with you mm-hmm. and you have to have those really honest conversations and go, what are you doing? Do you like doing it? Is this where, is this the path you want to be on is, is where it is for me. Um, now there's going to be swearing because, you know, <laughs> between like mile seven and nine is where it all happens, uh, at least for me, but it's, you have to be honest with yourself. You can't run away from who you are or what you're doing. And it gives you a chance to really think and reflect on things. At least if you get to, for me, the proper zone about those sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. And as, as per usual, just kind of nodding my head along going, yep, yep. That totally makes sense. And is, is a big part of the reason why I still get out there on our, on a regular basis as well. So, uh, John, thanks for, uh, for taking the time today. And, and guys, once again, if you want to get in touch with John and, and follow along, maybe, you know, if there's, if, if you're going to a, a race in the next year and a half, there's at least like a 50, 50 chance John will be there because you know, once, <laughs> once races start happening again, he's going to be everywhere that he can possibly be. I'm sure. Uh, but you can coordinate, coordinate that with him on Twitter at John Pitzel. See how we transitioned right into the, the plug for your, your Twitter there. Uh, at John Yay. Pitzel on Twitter, uh, disruns.com slash 922 is the link back for the show notes for today. Uh, again, we'll have links to some races, of course, uh, photos, the whole nine, as per usual, disruns.com slash 922. So, John, thanks for uh, for taking the time today. Thanks for, uh, for for raising your hand, for volunteering. We're running out of folks that have volunteered, although there's still a few more to come. But uh, it's, it's been a pleasure getting to, to connect with some folks who listen to the show and, and certainly reconnecting with you after you know, various conversations and in-persons and, and onlines and all that type of stuff that we've had over the years. Uh, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate your friendship. And I certainly look forward to, to the future for you and, and hearing how things go and uh, staying in touch and all that good stuff. But until then, please be well. And, and thanks again for the time today, my friend. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks, Diz. I appreciate you putting the call out. Glad I could help. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's conversation between John and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway? from our conversation today. Um, for me, it was kind of, I guess it was less of a, of a specific thing and more of just kind of a, a theme from today's episode. Um, but I, I was really, you know, impressed, struck, uh, happy for John, whatever exactly adjective you want to use, but how he has, has really kind of figured out that he needs to do what he needs to do from a running perspective and everything else, not that it doesn't matter, but it's not as important. And and I guess the, the the trigger for that, or the the main point of, uh, or the main area of today's conversation that really brought that to the forefront for me, was John talking about the some of the races he runs, specifically the marathons that he re- has run, um, where he has has made a a point, a conscious point, of running marathons where he doesn't have to worry about trying to finish uh, in a in a finish window that's that's a concern. You know, by, by running a marathon that's part of a, a 50K, a 50 mile, 100K, 100 mile, I don't remember exactly all the details, but, you know, there's ultra marathon distances going on. There's there's a 20-hour cutoff. He's pretty confident, you know, that he could he could finish it, you know, um, and, and just how that helped him to really remove the pressure of time and being stressed for time and, and you know, worrying about maybe running into cutoffs 
or or things like that where he would have to get pulled from the course before he could finish finish the race. And that got me thinking about how sometimes I think we can be guilty. Sometimes I think I can be guilty of choosing races that maybe aren't the right race for me. Um, you know, whether it's whether it's a, a road race, a trail race, whether it's due to location, topography, um, whatever the case might be, weather, you know, likely weather situations. Um, I think sometimes it's easy to choose a race because friends are doing it, because uh, maybe it's a cause that you want to support. And, and not that those things are bad, of course, but sometimes doing those things, sometimes choosing those races um, can kind of put some extra pressure on you. To, to feel like you have to perform to a certain level, to feel like you have to do a particular race, um, when maybe that's not what you really want to do or what you would really enjoy doing. And and I, I guess I guess just John's willingness to, to do what he wants to do, whether it's it's back-to-back half marathons, whether it's 500 kilometers of, of races in a year, whether it's, you know, sneakily signing up for a marathon, not telling anybody and just going out and doing it, um, you know, it's like he's in control of his running, which is perfect, which is right where he should be and somewhere where maybe we should be uh, and, and where, again, where I can do this and maybe where you can as well, where, where we cease to be because, oh, yeah, you know, the, the running club is doing this or the friends are doing this or, or um, I feel like I have to do this. You know, you know this, this is for you. Running is for you. Running is fun, hopefully. Um, so don't, don't forget that. Don't lose sight of that when it comes to choosing events or choosing specific races or whatever the case may be. Take some of that external pressure off. Stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking because, spoiler alert, most of the time they're not thinking that much about you. They're not worried about what you're doing, except for maybe your really, really close running friends. But everybody else, they're not they're not worried about it. You just do what you want to do, and everything else will kind of take care of itself. So that's my takeaway. Maybe a little preachy takeaway today. Um, but anyway, it's my takeaway. It's my takeaway. So what, what, you know, deal with it deal with it. What about you? What was your takeaway? I'll deal with it. You tell me what your takeaway is, whether I agree or not, whether you preach at me or not, I'm going to deal with it. So we'd love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today. Where we got some photos. We got some links. We got a little this, we got a little that. And down at the bottom, we also got that comment section. You can leave your thoughts and feedbacks takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash 922. Once again, is the link to get back to the show notes for today. Uh, and while you're there, there's also, should be a link. I think there's a link uh, for features. If you want to get some socks and you're, you're struggling to remember the link, just go to, the, go, just go to the, the show notes and we'll have a link right there. I'll even put a banner. I'll even put a banner in the middle of the page. It says, hey, features, click here. And it's got my affiliate link in it. But if you want to do it the old-fashioned way, if you want to just type into your browser, disruns.com slash features is the link. Uh, send a couple of a couple of cents my way while you send it when you send a pair of socks your way, um, and that's a win win. That's a win win as far as I'm concerned. Definitely good socks. Definitely good quality. Uh, definitely, I'm I'm happy with the the feature socks that I have, and uh, confident you'll be happy with them as well. Dizruns.com/slash/features. And uh, with that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, shall we? Uh, thank you all for listening. Appreciate it. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the attention. Uh, glad to go with you wherever it was we went today, whether we're running, whether we're running errands, whether we're working around the house, all the above, none of the above, whatever it is. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. And uh, until next time, be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.